Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Ask me, ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram comment section. Leave them on your Twitter or leave I have been thinking a lot this weekend about consumerism and capitalism and how it's like impossible to critique this like conspicuous consumption of luxury without people maligning you for having money. And if you're poor and you critique it, then you just sound like this anarchist socialist. Like... Noah and I, I know that's like a weird intro, but I have to tell you, Noah and I, for our anniversary, decided to do, when we first met, we would, you know, you're childless and you're just dating and you live in LA. So we would like go for drinks and walk. We'd walk from bar to bar and stop in cute shops, which sort of evolved into like, let's go to the Grove and get a funny drink at like the Nordstrom bar, previously reserved for like moms with a credit card and like bored dads. And it's fun. You people, high-end brands give you champagne because you want to spend money when you're drunk. And so lower-end brands should totally take a page from that book because I will buy almost anything. If I'm a little tipped and you're nice to me, tipped is how we say drunk. Um, and oh. a little tipped. And so we would go and like, I would try on sunglasses and we just get drunk and it's like, sell me stuff. So we thought, let's do that for this five-year anniversary. We'll go to, we were going to this sushi place that's like hidden away. And right across the street was, I'm not going to say the names because I don't want to get in trouble, a mall that has been like renovated. And we made this plan. And then like a couple of weeks before we found out that they had like a giant food court that was super updated and it was like making headlines. So we're like, great. We'll have like a margarita there. We'll walk around. Maybe I'll buy some like Noah, some sunglasses or something. And I have to be honest, maybe it's with age, maybe it's like in a post-pandemic world, but like a mall is a sad place. Like there's a Westfield outdoor shopping experience in Century City that's kind of nice, but this mall had like really, it's nice because it's outside and like at Christmas, it's kind of nice, but like, I'm sorry. We just live in this world where everybody wants access to being a rock star so much so that things that were once seen as special are now just for like middle-class millionaires. And I am a middle-class millionaire. And so you go and it's like, why is there a Versace store across the hall from a Bath and Body Works? Like if I just spent $2,000 on a pair of shoes, like I don't want to look at like a half off rummage bin of like raspberry body spray. Like it's, it's like everything's for everybody. So nothing feels special. I didn't buy any of that. 
Pro tip, do not walk into a Neiman Marcus or a Nordstrom at six o'clock on a Friday night. You will lose your faith in God. Like it was the saddest thing. Oh no. I just think like when, when can things just be nice and not be for everyone? I don't even want to participate in it. But like, if you're that consumer and you want an experience, like, and now you walk out into a Tilly's and a Lids, like, is that what you want to pay for? Is this one of those malls where like in the center, there's someone you can put on like a suit and float for like 10 bucks? Oh my God, you know you're so I mean? funny. I know what you're talking about. installations. <laughs> and you're like, what? Like, why is that? Why is that Zen moment happening here? It's a mall that has like a ton of stores and I think they're trying to do a high-end experience, but it's also like, I don't know if I, people don't realize that like when you buy something of quality, like it is a head to toe experience, not like you buy it and then you step out into like bargain bin. I just, I think because people are like, well, I just got to get that Gucci wallet. I've just got to get that Gucci wallet and who cares what looks like, what it's like around it. What you're paying for is that experience and the name and hopefully the high quality leather. But like, I think it's a fucking scam that that what's incorporated in is the experience, but the experience is like finding a spot in a mall. You're across from like an American hot dog company. I just think it's trash. Right. I, I think, yeah, I think less so than even... There's an accessibility angle where it's like, yeah, if you can afford it, you should be able to access it, sure. But I think putting it so just physically accessible does take away kind of yeah. the experience of you want to go to Rodeo Driver, wherever. You have to, you valet your car, you go in, there's all glass. That's the only thing that's happening. Somebody comes and helps you. It's a very different experience. Yeah. Like, I, everybody, I, I don't want, there's something just American wasteland-ish about buying like a Louis Vuitton bag and you're across from like a Victoria's Secret that's being renovated. Right, that then it's not a big deal. It's not special. It's not, like, yeah. You're not getting, it's not like, oh, look, I, this is so exciting. Like I get to, it's like, oh yeah, I mean, you're at the mall, grab it, whatever. Right, it's like, I don't think some people know, especially younger people, I don't think they know that like it's supposed to be about all of these things that make it special Instead, they're just like, I've just got to get it so I can post it. And it just makes me not want... I said this already about cars, but like it just kind of grosses me out and like buy something that's expensive because you want it and it's quiet. Like, But there was something about being at that mall, no matter how much we drank, where I was just like, this is not what a luxury experience should be. But I guess luxury brands now, I guess the ones that are super luxurious, I probably don't even know about. Like I'm sure the rich mm -hmm. people are like, don't worry, there's a price point way above your head and a brand you've never heard of that's secretly oxygenating all of our blood and pumping us full of adrenochrome. Anyways, that was just my thought. The malls are never coming back, no matter how nice you make it. There's nothing high end about like families with kids just like wafting through a Gucci store. Like, eh, eh. Just going into right. a footlocker right next door. Yeah. It's Getting not about Auntie Anne's pretzel. And this isn't even nibbling. about a critique on them. This is about saying, like, if you're gonna offer a brand and an experience, I guess people will settle for less because they don't know any better. But like, I'm not buying anything from that place if I have to feel that unspecial once I've given you my money. Hard pass. Right. You want to be paying for the experience as well, for like the whole thing. My mom Why pay the money if they're just gonna that's Shuffle right. You. That's right. You pay that triple markup at like a Neiman Marcus or something because as the expression goes, which only my mom's ever said to me, but I think it's an expression, you have to kiss me while you're fucking me. <laughs> so that's my mom said that. Kick it. Anyway, I'm sure we got a lot of questions involving moms and weddings and 
things like that. It's a beautiful spring day here in Los Angeles. And, uh, I'm ready to do this pod. We're ready to entertain you on your 3 a.m. shift to your to your master's degree. I'm ready to go. We got a lot of hard workers. Okay. Yeah, I know. They all are like listening while they study. <laughs> okay. Our first entry, I just think is very funny because they said, I'd like to keep this anonymous if possible. And so I was going to out them and say, no, sorry. I have to say your government name. Say but we're going to keep them anonymous. We got to say your government Christian name. Let's hear it. So the email subject is, should I ask if my brother's girlfriend is pregnant? <laughs> the context. Oh boy. My mom called me the other day to say she received a Mother's Day card from my brother that said, Happy Mother's Day. Being a parent is a difficult job, as I am soon to find out. There were no additional notes and no context for this statement. My mom called me to ask if I had heard anything and to see if I interpreted the card the same way. My brother had not spoken to my mom since Thanksgiving and called her out of the blue for the first time last week. He, 30, and his girlfriend, 27, just celebrated their one-year anniversary. I'm hesitant to ask him directly because he did not directly share the news with me, and I don't want to cause drama by asking a question tied to something he shared with my mom. They both have stable jobs and were planning on getting engaged this year anyway, so I'm not worried about their plans if she is pregnant. My husband, who is a huge fan of the pod too, told me to not ask because one, it's not my business, and two, he thinks my brother is sharing information this way in order to make himself the center of attention. Oh. However, I am a nosy older sister, and I'm just curious if it's something that would be wildly inappropriate to ask about. I've been a huge fan for forever and love listening to the pod during my drives. Thanks for your advice. What is the worst that could happen? If you are like, first of all, your mom should, first of all, he's not going to like disown your mom. He already didn't speak to her. So like, what could he possibly do that would be worse? But he sent that hoping mom would call and say, are you adopting a sheep? Like he knows what it's, he did. So It's so funny that mom got that and it was just like, what could this mean? <laughs> it's fucking weird that he wasn't just like, here's some good news. And he wanted to do it like in his funny way, which kind of annoys me about him. He didn't tell you, but what's the big deal if you ask? Then they're like, oh, I told mom in my cryptic message. She wasn't supposed to ask, but your mom definitely should be comfortable to be like, I'm just, does this mean you're pregnant? And if he gets mad, like that guy's a turd. So the mom, here's the thing. As a nosy older sister, I will tell you, you need to have no remorse and always be intrepid in your digging for information and like, fuck everybody else. Like, what are they going to do? Like not send you an ugly Christmas sweater? Who cares? Mom can ask. You do want to know. It is your business. It's your brother. That's your niece. You need, you're going to be showing pictures of this ugly kid to a lot of people. I'm an aunt. Look at his niece. I love the idea of the brother just stewing at home because he sent this card for Mother's Day and then his mom never said anything yeah. to him because she's trying to figure out on her end instead of just being like, hey, are you expecting? She's yeah. just silent and he's waiting for like, congratulations. The relationship sounds kind of fractured. If like she can't even be like, he sent me a nice card. Should I follow up? Definitely. And you know what? What's going to happen? So what you ask and they're like, that's rude. And then you can be like, why is that rude? You clearly want people to know. Also, we're going to find out in like four months. Hmm. Yeah. So get in there. Clearly you're not Jewish. Get in there. <laughs> At least have the mom. Or you know what you do? Do it 90s style, three-way style. Call, have your mom call while you're on the other line listening in. And then... Once he confirms that they are pregnant, you call and you're like, hey, I was meditating and I just got this vibration that there's another baby. Are you guys pregnant? Are you guys adopting? No. Here's what you do. You say, you call your brother and go, I have to tell you something. 
I'm pregnant and I'm the only one. Give me money. <laughs> Your brother sounds like he's being annoying. I Yeah, I like that the husband tapped into the same thing as you, which is like, well, just tell her. Like, what is happening? Like, why is yeah. Why did he try to do this little game? Don't be cryptic about something like this. Don't be cryptic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy and this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around and I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Hi, y'all. I'm going to keep this as short as I can, but just know I love y'all to bits. 
Anyway, I'm 31, female, and have a coworker, 25, female. We work very closely together every day, as in we only really have each other at work other than our boss. A few months ago, my coworker told me she was bisexual. Not a problem, as I am too, and I told her this. Fast forward a little bit, she starts seeing this girl and every conversation is about their sex life or she finds a way to make it about her sex life. Example, she kept complaining about how tired she was and I asked why and she informed me that she was in bed all weekend with her girlfriend. As a coworker, I don't feel like that's something I really should be knowing or hearing about constantly. Maybe I'm just being a wet blanket, but I come to work to work, not to hear about other people's sex lives all day. It makes me very uncomfortable because we're not close like that. Yes, I don't you want are. to address it with our now boss or, <laughs> mm. or HR because I don't want her fired. And I've tried to politely address it, but it doesn't seem to do much good. Any advice? Thanks. Oof. She's like bonding with you because she's like, look, we're at the same spot on the sexual spectrum. But or- there is something about this. Wait, you're 25, she's 21? She's 31, coworker's 25. Is there a version where the coworker, like dude style, is hitting on you? Is she hitting on you? She's like, and I was having sex because my vagina is so wet, like all the time. And I just keep it that way. Stay wet. You ain't got to get wet. Do you want to go grab some food? If she's not hitting on you, I mean, it just sounds like she thinks you guys are closer than you are because you both happen to be bisexual. So she's like, oh, I have an ally. It just sounds like you might have to be like, I got to be honest. Like, I, I don't think you said to her, because you don't want to make her uncomfortable. Once again, you don't want to make her as uncomfortable as she's making you. But I think you need to say to her, like, I have to be honest, like, I'm here for you in that, like, we represent, like, a certain part of the sexual spectrum and, like, I understand what it's like. But, like, I am a pretty prude person. So, like, TMI. Like, put it put it on you. Be like, I don't want to hear it. And be like, it also makes it weird to work with you because, like, now I know how you fuck. Like, is that something we need to know when you're, like, giving me your TPS reports? Straight up say it to her. Be like, I don't want to hear about your sex life. Like, you can call me prude, put it on me. I like you. But like, if we're going to be friends, like, I can't know that stuff. Yeah, I think there's also this thing where maybe because she's young, maybe because she feels like she's in a marginalized group. It's like people who are ethically non-monogamous and never stop talking about it. And you're like, do you have anything else going on in your life? Yeah. I don't care. I don't care about how many people you're sleeping with. I'm not interested. They're like, oh, well, uh, that's what's going on with me. I tell you about my husband. I don't want to hear about your husband either, to be honest. I don't want to hear about your kids. I don't want to hear about your husband. Uh, (laughs) It is that thing too, where it's like, what defines you should never be your sexuality. I think people do that as a way to be like, well, you need to accept this. And it's like, people do. Like a lot of people are bisexual. Like what you are proving is that you're like disrespectful and immature and unprofessional. Like straight men do it all the time by talking about like crushing posts at the office for sure. And that's fucking gross. Like you don't want to hear it. You're putting up a boundary. You have to straight up say it to her. Put it on yourself. But I mean, you just happen to... I I don't... Sometimes people ask questions and I'm like, oh, like, does nobody else just ignore people until they stop talking like I do? Maybe it's just from being a woman in comedy. Like, I'm just so good at pretending I didn't hear people. Well, these are two women who are in the office together with just their boss. So I see how like the other person... Like, I have people that just are constantly talking to me at work and I don't even work there in person. And I'm just like... (laughs) Ugh. <laughs> yeah, you got to say something. You just have to say it. I know you think you said it, but you clearly didn't. You're probably like, ah, I don't, I don't know. That makes me because 
it treads into a weird area of you don't want to be disrespectful of someone's identity. She probably is like, oh, I don't have anyone else I can talk to about this or whatever. She feels that way, but it doesn't mean that you have to be okay talking about it. And by the way, she's not talking to about it. She's talking at you. She's not like, right. hey, I'm really struggling. I'm dating this guy, but I think I have feelings for a girl. She's like, I was fucking and fucking all weekend. Ask me about it. Ask me why I'm sore in the armpit. Ask me. So like, because I'm guessing she was like, "Oh, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm so tired." And finally, our question asker took the bait and was like, "Why are you? T- did you have a big weekend?" You know, what? yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Here I come. You know what? You should just, you should just say to her, be like, "You love telling the secrets of your sex life." She'd be like, "No, I don't." You'd be like, "You love it." Like, if you want to make a joke out of it, be like, "You love it so much." You like, you want me to know like how horny you are and how much you have sex. You'd be like, "I'm gonna keep a running tally." And every time you mention your vagina, I'm putting a dollar in the taco fund. And at the end of the week, I'm going to get $5, $5 worth of tacos. Ironically. <laughs> Perfect. I hope we answered that. That's awful. Ugh, nobody wants to hear about that. Nobody wants to watch people kiss. Nobody wants to do any of that. How often are your coworkers like attractive? Like not very. Um, I guess it depends on where you work. Do you work at a modeling store? Do you work at that mall I went to? Do you work at the Versace store, the six o'clock Friday shift? Where oh, no I one wish was I in the store? I my Versace hat. It's downstairs. You know why you can't? Earlier. Can I tell you something? People are too dumb to get the joke. I know. I realize that. So there's a thing where we're like, your, if your comedy is so smart, people are like, um, excuse you. Like we made a video promoting my gig in Las Vegas and I shot it while I was in Sydney, Australia in front of the opera house. And I was like, here I am in Las Vegas. The amount <laughs> of people who were like, um, that's not Las Vegas. You're just like, okay, like please they thought don't. you screwed up. Just people like don't get anything. Like any joke, they're like, um, actually. And you're like, actually, you're a fucking loser with no sense of humor and you're killing comedy. Stay home. Thank you. <laughs> um, actually, it's Versace. Northern Italian. Cool. People always love the kid that raises their hand to correct the teacher when the kid's wrong. Hello, Emily and Eliza. First things first, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedules to read this. Among many other fans' inquiries and stories. You are welcome. I've been a fan of your comedy and content for a while now and continue to be in awe of your perspective and commentary of the world around us. It has been a guiding hand for me ever since. Thank you. The inquiry I have revolves around my mother and the relationship my sister and I have with her. The relationship is complex and sordid, to say the least. As a 36-year-old man, I'm still struggling with the effect it has had on me as a human being and my relationships with other women, particularly when it comes to dating. Oh. Aside from that, my the fact that my younger sister, 33, whom I love and respect very much, is expecting her first child soon, and I fear greatly for my sister's as well as my soon-to-be nephew's health and well-being. Ooh. Our mother is by all rights a narcissist and simply does not understand her presence and influence is toxic and manipulative both when we were kids and even now as adults. She insists on being involved with the baby process, shower and beyond, and my sister is doing everything she can to keep our mother out of the equation, though nothing gets through. I have confronted our mother about it to no avail and I'm at a loss of what to do or say. There's a lot more to the dynamic, but that is the quandary in its most current state. Thank you again. I look forward to seeing and hearing more of you guys in the digital and real world. Nate of Chicago, Illinois. Well, Nate, first of all, thank you for being one of the few heterosexual men that listen to this podcast. You are safe We don't know that he's heterosexual. Okay, Emily, he said with the women that I date. 
<laughs> like, are you that girl? Or I'm sorry, are you that person? Aren't we just like the, the I'm like the bisexual question asker. Okay, Nate, thank you for listening to the podcast. At the end of the day, you're a yeah. human, so thank you. So we don't have a ton of details, but what we do know is that you believe your mom is a narcissist. And I don't have a ton of experience with that. I think a lot of kids know that they like diagnose it as they're older. They're like, oh, that's what's wrong with you. What I can tell you from the one or two narcissists I do know, the good thing about a narcissist is that it isn't personal. Like narcissists go to nars and it they're not doing it to hurt you. Like it's just the way that their brains are wired. Also, you can't hurt a narcissist feelings. Like they're gonna keep doing that. So the good part about that is you can be as firm as you want because they're still gonna keep coming back. And you do have to let your mom who hasn't committed any crime, she hasn't abused anyone. She just might be a bit of a pill. She has to be somewhat involved, but that's on your sister and you to be like, we're throwing the shower. Here's what we're doing, but here's what you can do to help. She's not going to break in. Or for the sister to stick by your guns of you're not invited or you're not doing it or whatever. Like, Is that what's I'm on the table? Interested- is that what's on the table? Well, it sounds like he's saying that the sister has told her no to her involvement in these things. I don't know if that involvement is attendance or like throwing it. I don't it, think but so. I, I think it's throwing it. Like, I think it's like involved, involved. Yeah. I, she just has to stick to her guns. I'm more not concerned, but the fact that this person wrote in a question said he has a sordid past with his mother, that they have both suffered under her influence. And he's asking his sister's question. What's your question? Question asker. What's your question? I'm saying, I don't know if you're planning the baby shower and stuff like this with the with the daughter, but this is when you guys become full adults and you start saying like, here is what we're doing. Here is how you can be involved. If you don't want to, then that's fine. But this is what we're offering. And you have to draw those boundaries because she's going to try to cross them regardless. So you may as well be steadfast in your boundary. We are having right. apple bobbing at this time. You may bring one to three apples. Keep the receipt. I will reimburse you. <laughs> We are doing this seating arrangement. Anything she says, be like, look, she might be super manipulative, but like the more plans you make that you execute and then you involve her later, hey, we decided it's going to be May 3rd at this time. Oh, well, I didn't. Well, that's the time that we booked. Like you might have to just handle and manage it. And he's worried for the, he says, the health and well-being of his sister and soon-to-be nephew. I mean, it's like you are there for your sister, but at the end of the day, she has to stick up for herself. Is it and like you back a her. Munchausen's thing? I don't know. Because we don't have examples, so it's hard to like actually diagnose that. I mean, so not that I could, even if I did have all the examples, but- If you had a few examples, we could make a medical diagnosis. Step one of being a mom is like zero fucks given when deciding what's best for your child. And, and maybe when the kid's born, she'll she'll feel that more. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, this is what I'm doing. No ifs, ands, or buts. And just kind of be, it's not unlike talking to a child. This is what we're doing. Now is when we're leaving. Do you want this or this? Because this is happening. Like, oh, I don't want to brush my teeth. Well, you're gonna, or I'm doing it for you. And then you're having some milk and going to bed. Good night. Like, there's no negotiating. Like, this is what's happening. We're leaving the restaurant. I'm grabbing you by your hand and we're leaving. Like, (laughs) this train is leaving the station and you are gonna either be on it or drag behind it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sweet angel baby. Kick it. Haunted by a ghosted friend. <gasps> hey, I, 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 crew. Hey, I, I, How long crew? have you worked here? Come on, Emily. <laughs> it's too many vowels. I, I, I. 
I'm 27, female, female. and my brain, brain can't let go of something that happened almost 10 years ago. Ooh. One of my best friends from high school ghosted me while we were in college. There wasn't a fight or anything I can think of that would have directly caused this friend to drop off the face of the planet. She unfriended me on all social media platforms, and it wouldn't surprise me if she blocked my number too. I've since tried setting her a friend request, no message or anything attached, but no response. I'll admit I haven't always been the best at keeping up communications, but this was so sudden. Over the summer, we hung out, then I go back to college, and poof, friend no more. I know you're always encouraging people to drop friends that don't add value to your life, and I respect that she must have not found any value in our friendship anymore. But my problem is that I keep thinking about the why to this day. Was I a bad person and didn't see it in myself? Did she just outgrow our friendship? Did someone give her bad information about me? Was there an incident that summer that made her hate me? I feel like I needed an exit interview to get closure. If it was my fault, I want to know so I don't make the same mistake again. Any ideas how to move on from this or am I doomed to keep riding this brain loop forever? Thanks so much. Love all of you and the work you do. Heidi. Well, Heidi, I guess my question to you is, are you the same person at 27 that you were at 17? Probably not. Something tells me if she got bad information, it would have gotten back to you somehow. Is it she didn't go to college and you did? Because what you don't want to do is beat yourself up over something that you couldn't have helped. Chances are she outgrew you and you did nothing wrong. You're saying you went to college. Did she not go to college? Did she maybe not want to see pictures of you? Like, is it one of those social media things? Like she didn't want to like look at that anymore. Was she radicalized and she doesn't like that you're like a liberal person? Like you don't know. I don't know anything about that girl or you or you're from. But sometimes people, as they evolve or devolve or just make a lateral change, feel the need to shed things around them so they can start over. And so I guess the bigger question is like, why do you need to know? Because I don't think if you are so self-aware that you're like, what did I do wrong? I'd love to fix it. Because if you're that self-aware, I don't know if you'd make that mistake in the first place. I just don't think, don't say it. Like, I just want to know so I can, you can't go back in time. Whatever's done is done. And if you meant anything to her, she would have said something to you or do whatever girl on this podcast does is just suffer in silence. Um, I bet you it has nothing to do with you. I would say it reflects well on the life that you've led for the last 10 years that that is the the only real big thing that you can fixate on as did I do something wrong here? You know, like I think that's bothering this person because they mostly are a good friend and a good person and yeah. they don't like that there was this instance where someone else perceived that they weren't. So I, mean, I would say that's good. But 10 years on, I mean, you can't, you're not getting those answers. It's either because of who you are or in spite of who you are. Like it's either you're great and it made her feel bad or you did something that you can't fix that you probably wouldn't have fixed at the time. Like it could all be on her. Um, Mm. The creep answer is make a burner, Finsta, stalk her, befriend someone she's friends with, casually bring that up when you guys hang out for milkshakes and then have that person spill it to you. But it could just be that we're just like not on the same life path. Like there are ways to like not be malicious and unfollowing someone. Yeah. And it's okay. Also like acknowledge the fact that you miss your friend, but I don't even think you miss her. So I get, we're getting a little bit of insight because your issue is like, why? Like I'm a good person. Why did you unfollow? So maybe that's annoying. Maybe you were always looking for something that wasn't there. Maybe you're the kind of friend that was always like, hey, are you mad at me? 
I need more about your relationship. I need to know, did she go to college? I need to know where you're from. Like, I need so much more. But it's okay to miss a friend. And it's okay. We all have those things where you look back and you're like, oh my God, did I say the wrong thing? What did they think? You are going to have so many more things like this. A bad interaction at a party, a weird meeting, and you've just got to keep on going. Because if you were meant to know, you would know. You don't want to go digging right. and you end up with a carcass full of worms. And then you're like, wow, oh, this bird isn't fresh. Oh. Well, my mom used to say. Apparently no one knows what we say in the lamb business. <laughs> if you stopped talking to me, I would do an investigative podcast to determine Just where friends. you went. Tell you why. what, if you want to send over your profile or if you want to follow up with some hot info so I can make, uh, so I can do some deductive reasoning based off of someone I don't know. We're all for it. (laughs) It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet. Well, introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N U U L Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N U U L Y.com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Hi, Liza and Emily. Longtime fan here. I'm a Canadian woman, 26, and discovered Eliza watching an episode of Just for Laughs over a decade ago. Oh, good. I've been a huge fan ever since. It only airs in Canada. So for anyone that doesn't know, Just pour rire, Just for Laughs is a, started in uh, Eastern Canada in Montreal. And they, they have, it's like a brand in Canada. It's like a big comedy festival and they do the festivals all over but you do these tapings there and they never air in the United States. And then like a decade later, you'll see like a clip online. But for the most part, you just get a bunch of money. You do these sets for a French Canadian audience and then you never see it again. So I'm glad you saw one because you live in Canada. Somebody saw one. Yeah. You never really gave quote mom vibes in your standup, but I see the videos on Instagram of you using your funny voices to entertain Sierra and think of how lucky she is to have you as a mom. Yeah. I've been in a relationship with my boyfriend, 25 for 10 plus years. 
We're engaged, just bought some land, and our long-term goal is to buy a few income properties to invest in our future. We have pets, and I think we'd both be really good parents when the time is right, but I'd also be okay just being the cool aunt. Lately, it seems like everyone has been having kids, and my boyfriend has started talking a lot about it, bringing up the point that the older you are, the more complications you can have. He's never talked about kids before. It's always been me factoring any potential children into our plans. My friend just had a really scary birth, which she's very vocal about. And tragically, someone else we know passed away during birth, both her and baby. Oh my God, that's awful. We don't have the best healthcare here and the few doctors we do have are very overworked. On top of that, I've fainted multiple times just thinking about my own body, e.g. breast checks for lumps or even just from heavy flow periods. And I'm worried I'm not mentally strong enough to handle pregnancy, birth, and breastfeeding. I've talked about this with my boyfriend, but his comforting words just feel diminishing coming from a man who will never truly understand the sacrifices. He thinks birth is beautiful. I think it's traumatic. Okay. I asked my mom, and she said she never really thought about birth before she got pregnant. She agreed it was beautiful when it was over, but she knew she was definitely done after two kids. I don't want to deprive my boyfriend, but I feel really uncomfortable making promises about birthing children. He started making comments like, quote, we'll never have kids. And I just don't know what to say. I'm still on the fence. Have you always known you wanted biological children? Did you have a mantra to help reduce anxiety when you were pregnant and during birth? Signed, a baby millennial. So remember, these people are 26 and 25. Yeah. Look, um, you've been together since you were 15. Um. So let's say this is a guy for you and you're going to, and you're married or you're getting married and you're planning this future. I feel like you come from a rural area because- Sounds like it. You they have, have land. Yeah. And like you have very few doctors. doctors. Okay. There's so much education about kids and medical systems and what doctor you could have. Like- People are giving birth in very healthy ways all the time, all day, every day. And yes, freak things happen, but freak things also happen operating farm equipment and crossing the street. What it comes down to is that you are not ready. And the information you have is very real, but also not accurate information about everything encompassing childbirth. So you're hearing your friend who had a horrible experience. You know someone who died. You also know plenty of people that had normal births and lived. Um, your husband is one of them that was born and he lived and your mom, you can ask her about that. So you will seek the answer you want, depending on who you ask. I will tell you when I was pregnant, I didn't ask any advice from anyone. And I was very clear. Like, I don't want to hear anything traumatic. I'm, I've just like, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But thinking about it as a mom, you always already think about all these horrible things that can happen to your kid. But if you go looking for that set of information, you will find it. You are not ready. And that is okay. And it's a, it's a goddamn shame that your boyfriend isn't saying to you like, well, when you're ready, we'll talk about it. Or let's be married a little bit first, or let's do some other things. I know 25 is a great age to have a kid, but so is 28. So is 30. So is 35. Like people are having kids later and later. Of course it gets harder and there's more complications, but hey, I had a kid at 39 and I didn't have one complication and I have a very healthy baby. A lot of women I know have kids later and the babies are just fine and the birth was fine. So you're letting all these things freak you out, but the truth is you're not ready. And I never, by the way, when I was younger and to this day, like the last thing I want to hear about is anything having to do with pregnancy, like ovaries, reproductive health, like what I was had in my career, have my career, I'm a comic. You don't want to think about that because it's not cool. 
it's this beautiful, incredible thing, but like, it's not cool to talk about. And women are so vilified anyway. So we're brainwashed out of it. And I'm sorry, I have to tell you this. When you said the thing about like, I just want to be the cool aunt, you might want that. But at 25, you really can't make that call. So the safest thing you can do is get information, keep an open mind and not have that baby right now. Once you are pregnant, like your body changes, chemicals changes, like it all kind of just takes over. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying like, it's just your body gets ready for it. So does your mind. I had a friend who is around my age, a little bit younger than me. And I remember she came over to my house when I was pregnant and I was like, oh, you know, we were talking about kids and she goes, and she wasn't dating anyone. And she was like, I think I just want to be like the fun aunt. And I was like, this girl is super educated, very successful, pretty, good person, like all the things that you want to be. And I remember saying to her, and I feel like I talk about this on the podcast. I was like, what you suffer from is that society makes it embarrassing for women to say out loud, I want to be a mother. I want a husband or a wife. I want a family. Actually, I take back the wife part because when it comes to lesbians, it's like, I'm ready for it. We are talking strictly heterosexual relationships. You are, you are shamed out of it because then it makes you look pathetic. It makes you look pathetic that as you age, you would want to focus on fertility and finding a partner and all the things that you always wanted. So we get these women that instead are like, I don't know, we'll see what happens because deep down, they feel shamed out of saying what they want because they don't want to look pathetic. There are plenty of women that do want to be that cool aunt but I would encourage you to just reserve any judgment and give it a few years because you actually do have the time. And I'm not talking like freeze your egg time. I'm talking like you are good. <laughs> the bigger issue is that your partner isn't like right there with you. It's tough because if it was a new, newer relationship, it would be maybe like, look, if they were older, if, they, if, they, if it was all these different things, maybe you'd want to like give him an answer because he has the right to know so that he can like cut his losses, right? If he's desperate for a kid and that's more important to him. But they've been together for so long. Yeah. They're so young. It's like you didn't keep anything from him, but he now has an interest that you don't quite have yet or might never have. I feel like it's not going to make anyone happy to just like wait and see, but that's kind of where you're at is to just wait and see. But also it seems like you don't really have any information other than the negative information. Like go spend some time with some babies. Women all the time will hold a baby and be like, oh my God, I want one. You know, there's negative and there's positive. Go talk to women that had a great birth. Go talk to women who are loving being mothers. Of course it doesn't fucking appeal to you at 25. Like you're doing things. So you're not doing anything wrong. And the issue is that he isn't like, great, we'll talk about it when the time comes. And it is tough because he might want a ton of kids. And if I don't, it doesn't sound to me like you're out as much as you're like, I just don't have my answer right now. All you right. can control is how transparent you are. And he can like it or leave it. Hey, I don't know where I am. Let's look at some stuff online. Let's get more information. But don't let people's bad experiences taint your expectation because for that matter, why do anything? Go eat at Little Caesars right. and get food poisoning. Pizza. But also, if our question asker doesn't want a kid, like that's fine too. She also doesn't have to have that answer right now. You don't need to have any answers other than here's my honest opinion at the moment. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't realize that him pushing you is not going to get you any more turned on. So whatever you do, make sure you got some sort of prenup so that when you do flip those properties, you get some of it according to 
Quebec law or whatever. <laughs> my question. I, 36, 36 female, and my fiance, 30 male, are getting married in September. My fiance has a group of five close friends from college, and I truly like them all except his one friend. Ugh. Let's call her Emily. Let's she call her major- Emily Higgins. <laughs> she has major boundary issues. In the past, she has invited herself to outings that were supposed to be dates. She finds out where friends are traveling and, quote, magically happens to be there at the same time and wants to share Airbnbs. <laughs> this doesn't bother my fiance at all, but it bothers me. Things escalated recently when we were experiencing financial hardship due to starting a business and she invited herself to our city for four days when we told her it wasn't a good time for us and we wanted to reschedule for a couple months later when things were more stable. She came anyway because my fiance has a hard time telling her no and she didn't take our feedback that now isn't a good time for us seriously. The last part of her visit I found out about after she left. My fiance held it from me because I was on edge about her visit, but I'm always a good sport when she's around and she has no idea that she's not my favorite. I am taking the high road here out of respect for my partner's friendship. But yeah, yeah, I know, I know. The last day. I can feel it. The last day she was in our home, I apparently made a passive aggressive comment towards my fiance that she didn't like and thought was condescending. Neither me or my fiance can recall what I said. However, I'll say I wasn't in the best mood because she invited herself into our home for four days when we politely asked her not to. When I left to run errands, she told my fiance, I think what Sarah... Does she want me to say her name? Uh, there's, she not her name know? is Sarah. Her name isn't like uh, Mogadishu. Like, okay. it's not... I think... I think what Sarah said was really mean and condescending. Does she always talk to you that way? Mm -hmm. She's actively trying to plant seeds of doubt Uh in our relationship, and it led to an argument where I shared her boundary issues with my fiancé, and his response was, she's just looking out for me as a friend. My question is, how do I deal with this girl? She's obnoxious, has no boundaries, and my fiancé has no problems with his friends interfering. Am I doomed to deal with her my entire life? Okay, what I was going to say was she likes him. She likes him. And I thought you were going to be like, when I, second part was she made a pass at him. Look, there is something to him being 30 and you being 36. At 30, you still are like hanging out with your college friends. It's not that you can't have them forever, but at 36, like you're in a different place. You're definitely more mature than him. This girl will not matter like a year into you being married. You won't have time. Maybe you guys plan a family. Maybe you don't, but... So she added a little context that the friend is single and is extremely picky about who she dates. Must be a certain height, build, criteria list is all vanity metrics that don't matter in the slightest when you're 70, LOL, and has few female friends. I wonder why that is. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple things here. Like, of course, I don't want to malign this like single girl that's also 30, but she sounds immature as well. If she doesn't have a crush on your fiance, she's protective of him because she likes to be the girl that's friends with the guy. And you're this like group, you're this person coming into their group. So she feels like she needs to be protective because I guess she feels she knows him better than you. She may know him in a different way, but that is your fiance, right? They're not married yet? Fiance, yeah. Once you get married, it's kind of like, I at least I noticed this, like once Noah and I got married, all of the... I know I didn't really have any female friends, but like all of the guy, like friends that I have, like the true ones stuck around, but a lot of them just sort of fell by the wayside. People that maybe like always liked me or maybe there was a chance or just had like a loose relationship. It all kind of falls apart because you are dedicated to each other. 
and real friends that make you feel good are able to stick around. This girl is lonely and she doesn't have someone in her life and that's okay. You can have a fulfilling life without having a partner, but she's trying to sabotage it a little bit because she doesn't like that her buddy is dating a girl. And if you really want to take her down a peg, which I don't think you do because you're 36 and I don't really think you want to be arguing with this 30-year-old girl, you can straight up, like, she don't have to prove your relationship to this girl so you can stay on that high road, which is probably what I would do and just know that it'll take care of itself. The bigger issue is your fiance. He's probably not seeing it yet, but the fact that he isn't like, yo, like, this is my fiance. Like, we are good. I don't need you commenting on it he's not setting a boundary. So she sees a flaw. She sees an opening because he's not respecting your relationship. Don't you think? He's the problem. Yeah, he's the problem now because he's basically like, oh, you know, she said this. Oh, she's here. I'm not going to tell her not to come. Like, he's not, he's disrespecting you. She's not the big part of this equation. I mean, you want to blow the whole thing up? You want to make, like, you want to, like have some scorched earth, the next time you're all together, be like, hey, Susan, what was it about my comment that you thought was so passive aggressive you had to tell my fiance behind my back that he shouldn't be with me? If you want to be that reality TV girl, because what will happen is she will feel betrayed by him. He'll be like, you did say it. Then she'll have to come clean and you'll say how my fiance and I speak in the comfort of our home is none of your business. Right. Like right now she's walking around like she's like the queen of everything because she's like, these are my guy friends and I can do whatever. She's clearly lonely. She clearly feels like she's missing out on a friend. She doesn't realize that you guys could be friends, but she doesn't know how to relate to women. So she's isolating you. So you can either present her with those facts or you can just wait about six months and she won't be in your life anymore. But this is on your husband not being super clear. Like we are not able to do this now. Why does he have such a soft spot for her? Is it because she's a loser or is it because he has feelings for her? Hmm. I like it. She's awful, but he's enabling it. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I gave you- one you have to live with. I gave you the playbook. Like, I don't, I'm protective of my marriage. And like, if there was even, I don't think Noah would ever let anything around that. But like, even if there was a hint of it, like I am the, I think I'd be the first one to be like, we're done here. Pack your sandals. Get off my sandbox. Hey, Liza, Emily, and gang. I am a 33 female. Girlfriend is 31. Call her G. And female friend, 28. We'll call her BF. G and I live together. BF is in Ohio. Lately, my BF has been ignoring me completely and just talking to my G. The BF and I are the same type of lesbian tomboy. BF knows that I'm fucked up from my past from my best friend stealing my Hakuna Matata beanie and sleeping with my wife when I wasn't home. I'm sorry, what? Okay. (laughs) BF has said she isn't mad or anything at me to me. However, she has told my G that I've triggered her somehow. So I've decided to leave all of our group chats, block her on Facebook Messenger, and told my G I'm done. Am I being a total DBS, douchebag supreme, or do I have valid reason to be upset that she is ignoring me but talking to my G? Thanks for the last advice. Oh, also, I made a passive-aggressive story, so BF knows I'm upset. I just think if you're the kind of person that's going to be upset about getting your Hakuna Matata beanie taken, but you don't live by Hakuna Matata, which, as we all know, means no worries for the rest of your days, you don't deserve (laughs) a Hakuna Matata beanie because you are not living by that motto. Is the girl... sleeping with your... your, So your girlfriend is talking to your best friend 
who had sex with your girlfriend. No, I think Another I can only imagine it. I can only imagine it was a previous friend that did that. And so that's why our question asker is especially sensitive to this current best friend ghosting her and only talking to the girlfriend when her last best friend took her girlfriend, yeah, took this, her This isn't great. Wife. This isn't the right friend for you. And this also isn't the girlfriend for you. Like, unless the girlfriend thinks she can, like, bring you guys together, but I don't know why your best friend would ever do something like that to you, and I don't know why the person you're dating would allow themselves to be used like that. So I don't like either of them for you. You are the kind of person who wears a Hakuna Matata beanie, and you speak in acronyms, so I don't know what that personality trait is, but you are messed up from something traumatic, and your best friend and your girlfriend are not respecting that. It'd be one thing if they're like, we both love the Miami Dolphins. We want to talk about it. And you're like, ugh, I can't be a part of this. But it feels a little like they're not on your side. This feels a yeah. little malicious or it's like mean girl. And I don't think you deserve that. I don't know. Maybe you're awful and you do, but I don't think you do. Who wants that stress? Mm-mm. That's not your friend. Your girlfriend, maybe she's Mm-mm. dumb, but like, that's not your friend. Yeah. I will have conversations with Grace, Michelle's wife, but that's because she's a better texter than Michelle. <laughs> And I need to talk to someone. Right. <laughs> Long time fan. First time asker. I can't wait to see you in DC in November. Saw you here in 2016 at Howard Theater and have seen you many times since. You make being smart, hot, funny, and no bullshit confident cool again oh God, or cool for the you. first time. The first time, every time. <laughs> thank you. I am a single 41-year-old straight female. I have a big career, lawyer, and definitely want my person, but I don't want just any person. My life is awesome, and I just want a great man who compliments it. I can't believe I only just watched Good on Paper this weekend while convalescing with a gnarly cold, and it was so good. I'm so impressed that you wrote it, and for the record, I'm glad you mostly did stand-up instead of acting. Your ideas are so good and funny and relatable, and the world needs your content. Thank you. My question. How true of a story is this? I can't imagine the trial actually happened, but I'm curious how you went from dating the douchebag liar Dennis is based on to trusting yourself and finding a man who your instincts told you was and is, I hope, genuinely good. I just got cuttlefished by someone I thought I knew. Yes, cuttlefish, my term. I hate that it happened to you, but we should use the term. Okay. So I'm like, how the fuck does this happen? At 41, no less. It wasn't exactly like Dennis. He lied about having broken up with his ex five months ago when he actually had been a part from her for five months, but hadn't had the official breakup convo with her yet. And I only got this extra nugget of info after sleeping together. I called him out for the lie and it's done. He was, in my book, not a single man and I'm no one's other woman. Official bullshit aside. Why are we, the smart ones, and in my case, almost a senior citizen, still getting snookered by these men? What was your process and how do you learn to master listening to your instincts once and for all? When I look back on this last mess, I knew. I knew he was full of shit on some level. My body and brain immediately sensed it. But I told it to quiet down for a chance at love that I could have sworn I wasn't desperate for. What gives? Tell me your ways and thanks for being such a bad bitch. Love you and can't wait to see you in the fall. Anonymous Cuttlefish Lawyer in D.C. Cuttlefish Lawyer, I love how you're like, what if it's true? I know the trial can't be. She's like, because it was written (laughs) so inauthentically, no trial looks like that. Look, I consulted with a lawyer friend, but I wasn't paying for it. I was like, how do we fudge this? There's no way trials you see on TV and movies are accurate. So um, I did my best with that one, like guessing what it's like to be on trial. That part's not true. 90% of the story is everything from the part where he passes out and we quote unquote kidnap him. Everything before that is true. I definitely never even 
came close to kidnapping anyone uh, because I never <laughs> wanted retribution. I just wanted to like be away from someone. You have a lot of questions. I think you're really, at the. it doesn't matter what my answer is because at the, the truth is what you're frustrated about is at 41, you were like, I'm open, I'm ready. I've got the, I've got my job, I'm ready to go. And then you got a bad one. You got a lemon. What I will tell you that I tell everyone to ask about this movie is I made a promise to myself after that happened. Cause I have for the most part, like dated decent guys, like very, I don't have like a life fraught with relationships where it's like, he's an asshole. And I, you have breakups that are bad or people you never want to see again, but not in a way that I think about it. Just in a like, okay, that was over. You don't deserve me by, it's a freak thing. And you don't ever pay it forward. You don't go into the next relationship being like, you're going to lie to me. Cause like men can smell that. So it's okay to ask questions because any guy who's a good guy will have no problem answering them. Now they might be lying, but it's always okay to ask those questions. And it's always okay to second guess stuff because as we get older, it is harder. And if you're smart, it's really hard. Men like stupid women. Men like accessible women. And I think being a packet, total package is overrated because men are easily intimidated and they like a low-hanging fruit. That's no shade to any woman that has a man, myself included. It's fucking difficult. But all you can do is know your worth and keep putting yourself out there. That's it. I know that that's like an annoying answer. You have to make it so okay and work through it so well that when the right person does come along, your damage isn't something that sabotages the next relationship. Talk about it, work through it, talk to a therapist, cry about it. Um, there are worse things that could have happened with that guy, but it's, it's annoying. It's annoying when you say, I did everything right. I took care of myself. I got the great job. I'm successful. I live in a city that has an okay food scene. And you're like, where is he? It's fucking frustrating. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, there was a lot of time between that movie happening to me and me finding Noah. And I didn't really date anyone seriously. I went on dates, but I just, I don't believe in settling. And when you meet the right person, even if they're not the person you imagine, it doesn't feel like settling. Nothing about Noah was, did I think I would end up, it's not so much with a guy like him, but the things that he brought to the table were things that I was like, yeah, these are non-negotiables and anything that like isn't perfect is fine and perfect to me. There was never like, well, he does this and I guess I hate it. It was just like, I met him and I was just like, yeah, let me, let me get into this life-size cozy and cuddle up to this blanket. <laughs> I'll just die here. Make me pizza. Hi, guys. Longtime fan of your stand-up, relatively new podcast listener. When the world shut down in March 2020, I was a newly married, barely pregnant woman in her late 20s living in New York City. Now I'm a 31-year-old mom of three. Having twin babies while having a toddler is wild, y'all. Living in Connecticut and working remotely 95% of the time. The lifestyle change has been dramatic, but of course, most of my friends, normal, not insane humans, have not sped up their life 10 times in this way. My question is, what is your advice for maintaining these longtime friendships from afar? We have far less in common now. Who wants to hear me complain about who barfed on me last? And my energy is next to none, especially after working full-time to support the family, taking care of the kids before and after, and doing what I can to help keep us afloat with regards to cleaning. I don't want to lose those connections during this difficult, quote, season of life, but I feel like the crap used to friends. Thanks in advance. Mama Llama misses hearing about the drama. I have a friend who has two little girls. She had her kids way before me. I think one of them's like 10 now, and she lives in another state, and I love her. And... I don't think she almost never responds to texts. And 
like didn't come to my 40th birthday, wasn't able to make it to my wedding. But the other day randomly called me and I was so happy to talk to her. So I think some relationships don't need to be maintained. Plus that's what social media is for. Watching each other's lives and kids and feeling connected. If part of you is wanting to just speak to another woman, because you don't want to just be like mom's own mom brain all the time, I think your real friends will understand. But a text once in a while, finding out something about them. Hey, how did that promotion go? That promotion. How did that date go? Happy putting their birthdays in your calendar. You can set it up so that it just reminds you and sending them a text, ordering flowers. Or you can do like Noah and his dad and brother, they for a while would do like Thursday night drinks over Zoom. Nobody wants to sit on a Zoom. Some friendships take effort, but I don't think real friendships need that much effort. But what you're looking for is a way to connect. So ask your husband, your partner, be like, I need one hour every Sunday night after the kids go to bed. You know, it it is about carving out that time. It's no different than a hobby or going to the gym or work. Like you've got to carve out that time so you can be the better version of yourself. But I would start with texting. You could get a text thread going. It could always just be commenting on Instagram posts. It's not always going to be like, we sit down and we connect here. Sometimes it's just like random texts. But I do like the birthday idea. But true friends that you really love you understand that they're like shitty communication and and that's okay. Especially when I, I understand when a friend has like a kid and stuff and I'll try to check in. But I also think that as the non-mom friend, I'll be, I won't reach out as much probably because I'm like, oh, I don't want to bother them. Yeah. So, you know, maybe it's letting them know like, hey, would love to chat more. Like if you have time, we can talk. Like, I don't know, just putting yourself out there as like, I'm available to talk just because I, I have kids doesn't mean that that's all that I Or just I pick up am. the phone and call. Be like, hey, I'm driving. I just thought I'd call and see how you're doing. Yeah. That's it. We don't have to be afraid to do this. People always love that. Oh, you. I was thinking of you. That's it. It yeah. doesn't have to be a big production. You get, and, and that's it. But don't be afraid that because you didn't, that you can't. You could also send a text and be like, hey, I'm sending this to a few people that I love. I really want to be better about communicating. So just know that you're always on my mind. I love you and I miss you. Would don't, love to, I don't know. If you don't feel bad. Don't say I'm sending this to multiple people, like a chain letter. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Just, just you, Susan. I'm thinking of you, Susan. Where are yeah. you, Susan? I'm seeking you. Top of the cob. Beat you. It's a talk with a cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite, top of the cob. Allie says, my girlfriend Janelle and I are celebrating four months this week. We bonded over our love for Eliza on our first date. Now we're seeing her together in September. I love that. That's a great top of the cob. I could look and see what shows those are and I could take a guess, but I my phone's turned down. What's your top of the cob? Phone is turned it's down. Tur- the face is down. I got to go on Eliza.com slash tour. I got to look up what's in September. I got to count. It's too hard. Mm, my top of the cob is when you want a food that you want something really specific to hit the spot and it works. I, the other day, was like, I would love a big salad with something in it. Ooh. And I had this vegan chicken salad thing from some meal service. And it was like, I don't know, instead of chicken, it was like chickpeas crushed yeah. up with vinaigrette and whatever. And it was exactly what I wanted at that moment. And I was like, yeah, this is perfect. Yeah. And that, that's rare. That's hard to capture that feeling of craving something and actually getting that thing. Because I think with the food, I, I think with food that's bad for you for the most part, when you crave like 
pizza or Taco Bell or whatever, you eat it and you're never like, yes, that tasted so good. You're just like, okay, well, I ate food. Well, that's because you eat it all the time. Got to save it. (laughs) No, but it's true. Like the, you're like, I want something salty and crunchy. Those chips. Yes. Uh, I completely agree with that. Um, my top of the cob is I am not a huge makeup person and I'd seen ads like they have, they are not sponsored the show. I'm not, I just believe we live in an era where like everything is commodified and monetized. And I just want to shout out something that I actually think I like. I had seen ads for Jones road. So it's Bobby Brown's like new company and I like their packaging and I don't often buy makeup and anytime I need serious makeup, someone just does it. So I don't own a ton of it. But I went online because they had this, they have this product called Miracle Bomb and I'd seen a lot of videos for it online and it's like a pot and it comes in a couple different shades, but it's this idea of like something that's hydrating or so it seems that you could put on and it could be an eyeshadow or a blush or a lip tint and kind of go all over and give you a glow. So I was like, I'll buy one of those. I love the idea of a product that can do multiple things and it's like a no makeup makeup look. And then I was like, well, while I'm on the site, I see that they have these pencils there are the, it's called the face pencil and it's concealer as a pencil, which I'm sure isn't a novel idea, but you could just draw like right under your nose or over a zit. So I like that. And then they had this product called what the foundation. I am not a fan of even buying underwear online because I feel like the size is always wrong. I got a lot of thongs that are too small. Uh, but there's like a little foundation quiz. I know this sounds like an ad. I promise you it's not the way that they helped me pick it all online, it was like, based off of your answer to these, this is your color. And it came and it was the right match. And I'm always reticent to do it because I'm always like, no, I've got this like yellow tone, pale skin. It's its own thing. Found out a lot of, most people have yellow tone. I didn't know that. And they're what the foundation, it makes me feel glowy. And it's like, I think it's hydrating. I want to say it's hydrating, but who knows? And I just enjoy wearing it. And so shout out to Jones Road for making like a very low lift, easy to use makeup set. These things come in glass uh, and the bomb comes in this big plastic thing that I'm going to reuse to like carry vitamins. And I just like the idea of having very low maintenance makeup. That's just your go-to stuff. So I liked it. I, they matched my skin and I always thought I had such unique skin. Like, how are you pale, but also freckly? <laughs> um, <laughs> and also yellow. So- that's my top of the cob is that I bought a concealer online and it matched. Big day. Yeah. Bottom of the cob. I was trying to make a TikTok video about tasting Hawaiian snacks and I had to go buy some Hawaiian snacks to promote my date in July. Um, playing Honolulu and I'm playing Maui. And so I was like, I'll make a video where I eat Hawaiian snacks and like say funny things. So I had to source Hawaiian snacks and there's a Hawaiian grocery store, but it's in San Gabriel Valley. It's very far away. So I was like, it's gotta be something closer. So I looked up 99 Ranch, which is like an Asian grocery purveyor. A lot of Chinese people go there. A lot of Japanese people, Filipino people. And it said on Yelp, they had Hawaiian snacks. And I drove all the way to Van Nuys and I get there. And I was like, do you guys have like a Hawaiian section? And the woman looked at me like I had three heads or like I was white. And she was just like, we don't have Hawaiian, which she's wrong. There are Japanese snacks that they definitely sell in Hawaii. But my issue is if you say on Yelp that you have something, like you need to monitor your comments. This is your top of the cob? My bottom of the cob. your bottom. My bottom is the Yelp said you did and you didn't. Are you, you're saying they said it or someone else said, I got Hawaiian snacks here. I'm saying someone else said it, but when I Google searched it, the word Hawaiian, that's what came up. And I just took that (laughs) info as gospel. So rather than take any responsibility for my own decisions, I'm telling you, 
to comb through your Yelp to make sure people aren't saying like, hey, this is the number one spot for robot parts and you get there and it's just a KFC. Can you imagine if a store was replying though, like, thank you for the five-star review, but you're wrong. and <laughs> We need to let okay, you know here's that what it publicly. Said. Here's what it said. I'll tell you right now. I can't find it, but it's there. <laughs> I can't find it, but I know it was there anyway. That drove so did far. you get any any Japanese snacks that are sold in Hawaii? Can I tell you something? Another bottom of the cob. I did not because what I am not in the mood for is taking out some like dried shrimp cracker and eating it and then getting fucking canceled because they don't sell <laughs> that brand of dried Japanese shrimp cracker in Hawaii. And then I get called racist. So- Thanks a lot, internet. You killed any curiosity. Thanks a lot, 99 Ranch Yelp page person who wrote the word Hawaii and I took it as gospel using my gas. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. my I'm going to do my bottom before the fan because it sounds like a bigger bummer than it is. Okay. I mean, it is a bummer. My cat because we had to put me. our 19-year-old oh. dog to sleep today. Oh. Um sad in that I loved her, not as brutal in that she's been 19 and decrepit and like a little Skeletor that has to be carried in a little handbag sling down the stairs and went from 35 pounds to 20, you know, not, her quality of life was very low. So, so we did that today, literally on my lunch break at work, I drove over to my parents' house and met the Met them and the dog and the the doctor. But the bottom of the cob is like less that and more. It, it's so hard when you get to an age where you feel like you should be comforting your parents. Yeah. And not knowing what to say. Like my dad is so attached to this dog, has been so attached to this dog. And to just like see him sitting with a dog and just be like, they're there, like Liz Lemon and Jack Donaghy. Like, what do you say to your dad and your mom? My mom, who will cry at the drop of a hat, so it's like a little less uh, surprising that she was crying. You know, so there's like a little less to be done there right. because, I don't know, she's kind of self-regulating her emotions. But it's just so weird to be at a point where you're like, I feel like I should and could help in some way, but I have nothing to say here. Nobody wants to hear, yeah, your dog's 19. Yeah, you probably should have put this dog down a year ago. Yeah, like nothing is good in that situation to say. So I was just kind of like, okay, well, love you guys. I'm going to go back to work and like got in my car and left. (laughs) I was like, do you bring flowers? Do you bring, I was just like, what a... I don't know. It's just tough with your parents. Yeah, so like with a friend, you can kind of just say you can like, kind of oh, bullshit. You know. Like he's better off. Yeah, way. yeah. I feel yeah. like you're having to do parental stuff, and it's only going to get harder. Yeah, I mean they are still people, but it's like anything you say almost feels trite. You're like, well, you had to do the right thing when the time comes. He's like, oh, did you read that off a Hallmark card? I fucking know, Emily. <laughs> Right, right. It's like, especially because we just like went through this as a family with Greg. They came over when we had Gracie, but yeah. I'm just, just kind of like, you know, I want to be like, hey, yours, because my mom said something. She was like, you know, I can't believe Gracie and then August. I was like, well, it should have been the other way around, but yeah. Yeah, cool. Way to keep tabs. <laughs> yeah. What's the... Yeah. The fan one is really good. Okay. My bottom of the cob is people who put their personal social media handles on the rear window of their car. No one cares about your TikTok and IG handles on the back of your Volkswagen TDI, and they're almost guaranteed <laughs> to drive like a jackass. Oh, it's so accurate. You're right. But when someone's awful, I'm the first person while driving to be like, let's look up this person. Or if I see like a cheap <laughs> billboard, 
That's like yeah. Rula Vision. I'm like, let's look up this paid for by your parents singer. Well, now you'll see like Venmos, like people put their Venmo back on the back of their car, like having a hard time. It's like, what are you doing? That's, I hate to say it. Like, this is the society we live in. We're like, you need to go fund me to d- not die. Just relying on people, like taking pity on you, going on game shows to win money. Like it's fucked up. Rather than blame them, we should blame the actual system that like it's impossible to live for a lot of people. Yeah. But yeah, it's fu- it's fucking, it's, I, it's a, it's a no gross way. Look. It's gross. If you're like a, let's say you're a, you're a TikToker, right? How many people are you getting following your TikTok from seeing the back of your car, typing it in and going, oh, this is good content. Yeah, definitely not a follow, but I will look. But yeah, and that's what they want. Folks, listen. Yeah. Um, my next few dates are coming up. We got Hawaii coming up. We've got some military stuff that I can talk about later. Coming up, of course, we have 8,000 tickets to move in Oslo, Norway. That's a big one. Of course, we've got a massive European tour in addition to the stateside leg of the Hard Feelings Tour. So hop online, check out, get those tickets. It's going to be a great hour. We got, I'm pumped about touring that. Of course, if you want a local dose of comedy, you can always watch Eliza's Locals. I produced 18 10-minute comedy specials for some of LA's up-and-coming comics, many of whom are my friends, some of whom are people I've... Only met a couple times, but I really like them. (laughs) And of course, we can always use your reviews and your five-star caps for this podcast. Ask Eliza anything. Please send us those updates. No lies. Don't comment that we have Hawaiian candies for when people search podcast Hawaiian candies. Don't tell me you got that Hawaiian candy if you don't have it. And as always, remember, chicken in a bread box. That one really sounds like a song. That one really threw me off. I'm still waiting. Chicken in a bread box. Chicken in a bread box. Two bits.